What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Big Shots NFL Draft Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Carnition, joined as always by my colleague over at Blue Chip Scouting, Devin Jackson. And I'm also joined by Nick Price for the first time since episode 100, guys. There's all three of us. That's right. Get excited. I say since episode 100, like that wasn't three episodes ago, but it was a month ago. So, <laughs> uh, gentlemen, how are you today? Good, man. Cannot complain. Uh, we was talking a little bit beforehand. Me and me and Nick were both on uh, Twitter spaces talking some ball. So I, I know he's ready to talk some guys. Uh, there's a particular guy for UCF that I know he, he's uh, super excited about. So, so Nick. Yeah. What's up, Devin? What's up, Mike? I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm chomping at the boat over here, but I want to Oh, let's get a little bit into this podcast before I start gushing over someone who's probably not going to get drafted. I must say, um, having listened back to the last couple of podcasts, Devin, your mic is spot on. I don't know why we've been having some mic issues with you in the last couple of, of weeks. So it's good to see that that your mic is properly functioning. I think it might just be a change in location for you that, that might have screwed things. Yeah, uh, I think my laptop was also just wigging out. Like, but the last week or so, it's been it's been good, good time. Right. Thankfully, so it's not just shutting down randomly or freezing. Yeah, no, so no complaints. Yeah, because because you would like just randomly cut out mid sentence. I'd be like, I I I think I know what you said. Uh, but <laughs> you know, we got all excited last week, guys. We're, we were covering week zero, and those games were shit. These games this week were amazing. Eight ranked teams went down. We're going to talk about all of those. Let's start with Thursday. And, oh, we already have to to start with bad news. Uh, Minnesota, credit to them. They played well. They played hard uh, losing Muhammad Ibrahim, which, by the way, I just learned that this week that it's pronounced Ibrahim. I swore that it was Ibrahim because that would be how you would normally say it. But Muhammad Ibrahim, he is out for the year with what's being said as a lower body injury, according to Coach I think, PJ. I think Fleck. we know. I think we. Know it was a torn Achilles. Yeah, yeah it, I know it, what it is. He he, Kobe did. He walked off the field on his own, which I mean, hey, that man is a he's, badass. He's goaded in my eyes. He had twenty four on two, so he had thirty carries for one sixty three and two touchdowns. He was their offense because, I mean, Nick. Unfortunately, your guy Chris Ottman Bell was not a available for the Gophers. Nope. Uh, that would have made a, made a big difference because uh, Ohio State didn't play seven banks at all, if I remember correctly. Or he was a, no. a bench nah. guy. He was a bench guy for whatever reason. Don't know what's going on. Maybe it's because he's not good? Perhaps. Maybe. I mean, he wasn't ranked in my position rankings, but then again, I didn't watch him over the summer because I had just heard he wasn't good. So, by the way, uh, the three of us have just been pounding out content uh, this week. More on that a little bit later. But kudos to both of you guys for the amazing work you've been putting out. Appreciate yeah, it, I, yeah, it's listen, football season. Y'all know how I get, man. I am all over the timeline. So if you if you don't like me posting plenty of videos and tweets all day long, why are you following Devin then? Like <laughs> this this like, is my go time. Man. Legit, this yeah. Is my go time. I just I just remembered that when I was watching UTSA versus Illinois, this is totally random off off, not even related. I didn't watch look for Tariq Woolen, and now I'm mad because I need to go back and look at him again. Isn't that the worst though? You you it is. <laughs> listen, I, I actually did that last night. We're still off topic here. But uh sorry. <laughs> I Minnesota. mean it's a big shots podcast. We literally never stay on topic. So no, but literally last night I uh I did that with Boise State UCF. I went through the whole game, watched uh, Khal- uh Khalil Shakir, watched uh that the nickel cornerback, uh I think it's Kaniho is his last name. I this is this is also the Samoan guy, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he plays he plays nickel. Yeah, um, but I didn't watch the safety that made thirteen tackles. So I was like, oh, I got to go back, <laughs> and, go watch back him. and watch the whole <laughs> game again. Uh, yeah. But back to the game. I mean, Ohio State started off really sluggish, and I I think part of that is first game jitters for CJ Stroud. He did not play well. 
but had a good second half. He ended up finishing with 294 and four touchdowns. Chris Olave had two touchdowns as well. Uh, Garrett Wilson, um, that poor white safety, guys. That poor, poor white uh, Scott safety. Nelson. First of all, he's built like a linebacker. That's that's Wisconsin. Dude, dude's built like a linebacker. Like that dude was was it the Drake video with the really bad cut? You know, uh, you know, cutting on a dot. Like it looked like he was starring in a Drake video with how bad that change of direction was. I just want to say, aesthetic wise, it is bad to have number one and get beat like you got beat. Get twenty. That's why you don't put number like one on a white defensive back. Get number like, twenty nine or something. <laughs> something else, man. No, uh, actual thoughts about the game. Um, Minnesota, uh, it just—I don't know what I was expecting from Tanner Morgan, but it was—I I did than, not expect much. That was a lot better than what he put out there, and and you know he made some good throws, but it it was just overall like running game or bust. Basically, like if it was, yeah. if if uh, Mo Ibrahim did not play, they would have lost by forty, like straight yeah, up. Easily. It was it was ugly. It was ugly. Uh, I do. Well, I will say though, uh, are we having another case where a, a Minnesota guy receiver, uh, the second the second guy is better than the first guy? Okay, can I ask a question, Devin? Because I was watching that game, mm-hmm. and his name is spelt Dylan. But they yep. did not call him Dylan the entire game. What did they call? It's apparently it was Dalen Wright. Oh, but wow. his name is spelt like Dylan D Y L A N. I don't know wild. if it was just me. I thought I was going to say like Dylan, like from that. No, 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 no. It's apparently Dalen Wright. That's crazy. Uh, despite not being spelt that way, but no, he was. He he had to be the, the go-to because Chris Ottman Bell was out with I want to say a foot injury. It, I, it was it was some sort of a lower body injury, but uh, this could be another case. We saw that with Bateman and Tyler Johnson a couple years ago. I mean, th- this could be deja vu. I mean, PJ Fleck. I don't know what like he he makes some questionable decisions. He's a great motivator, but he, damn, he can recruit some receivers. He got Corey Davis to Western Michigan. Didn't even bring him yeah. up. He, he went top five. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, a less interesting game. By the way, I watched uh, Ohio State, Minnesota the next morning because I was dialed in on Thursday night on Coastal Carolina versus the Citadel. And I mean that without a shred of irony. Listen, there is Watching actually this game, though. There is one player on the Citadel that I like, but I'll let you go ahead. Of course there was. Uh <laughs> Devin got to make us all look bad, but no, watching this game was the most painful experience because there were no stat graphics at all. Uh, The commentary could go like a minute and a half without saying anything. Um, You could barely see anything like could not tell most, you know, most uh, plays what down it was like the production value on this game was in the negatives. It was awful it was it it felt like i was watching a canadian high school football game in person uh that that is the espn plus quality you oh get my sometimes. god that is what you get sometimes. people people paid to get that think about that for a second uh but no uh, I, I i say all <laughs> i say all of this and at the same time coastal carolina just beat the ever-loving crap out of the Citadel. 52-14. to 14. Grayson McCall, 16 of 19 for 262 and a touchdown. Javon, uh, I screw up his name every time. I believe it's pronounced highly. Um, the wide receiver, 6 for 133 and a touchdown. Jeffrey Gunter was, like, he straight up, like, just took a body on, like, the fourth play of the game, and it was beautiful. Uh, he played like a monster. CJ Brewer had a good game. Uh, I I think even DeJordan Strong got in on a couple of nice uh, nice tackles, which is good to see for the brand. I believe he ended up as the second highest uh, graded Sunbelt player uh, during the summer. So, you know, shouts to DeJordan Strong, uh, redshirt sophomore. If, no, redshirt junior. Um, yeah, Coastal, still good. Starters didn't play in the second half. I only had to watch the first half of this game. <laughs> 
things you I, love. I'm sorry, to see. I I lost a little bit because Nick's face was was priceless. It was, it was hilarious. <laughs> On Nintendo. Uh, what what in regards to the uh, uh Disney? I'm not Disney Plus, but uh ESPN Plus thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, I said it's... last week that I'm. Go ahead. I said last week that I'm not, I'm not giving Disney any more of my money or, or whoever the hell owns ESPN, which I think it is Disney. It is Disney. It yeah, is Disney. Right. Yeah, FBF. Fuck that. Sorry. Um, hey, I mean, I, I stream games, so I, I, I have oh, no yeah. problem. I don't, e, e, ESPN Plus is not a thing up here, so I had to stream it. But yeah, I, I'm sorry for that quality. Um, <sighs> I can only bad. say those schools do not have any money in their broadcast department. That's exactly no. what you're going to get. I mean, it's the Sun Belt. <laughs> Anytime you have to watch a Sun Belt specific game where like the Sun Belt is the team that's actually the focus, yeah, it it, it is some truly dreadful dreadful commentary. Uh that's why I've really liked I, I like those games this this week where we had Sun Belt versus a different like a, a, another Power 5 school. Those were fun. Uh, you mentioned this player on the Citadel uh, in this game. So, Devin, go ahead. Yeah, linebacker Wax Willie. Wax on a player none of us have heard of. Willie Eubanks the third. What a name. Yeah. He's a linebacker. Uh, had a He got injured in the spring, I believe, because I it was someone I kept tabs on. Uh, but I believe he led the Citadel in tackles uh, in that game. Um not sure if he's going – he's not – I don't think he's a draftable prospect, uh, but I think he could be a, a UDFA guy that you might hear in a couple years because he's filling in uh, for injured linebacker or two. So that uh, that that is a guy. That is a guy. Uh, other than that, I can't tell you nothing else about the Citadel, but I do know him. So, Devin, uh, in short, this guy was a guy. <laughs> he's a guy. You could say he he's was a just a guy. Uh, okay. This one I only watched a couple minutes of, but I saw just enough of it uh, to see Devin Lloyd uh show out, get a diving interception. Utah won forty to seventeen. I got very confused on Thursday night because I saw that like in a rain delay, Weber State was beating Utah, and I got very worried. I wouldn't be the first time this week. Uh, sorry, was the first time. Would not be the last time that an FCS school. Uh, took the lead on a ranked Power 5 opponent. Um, yeah, Utah ended up not having any issues at all. Uh, they won 40-17. to 17. Dalton Kincaid, who was... Uh, we talked about on Thursday's podcast, Nick. Um, the former UCLA kid, four catches, 75 yards. Charlie Brewer, the former Baylor kid, two touchdowns. Um, I don't know, man. After this week, after how we thought some of those those Heisman guys were going to play, Andrew Harbaugh might be getting a face tattoo. Stop but... it. Stop it. Stop <laughs> it. You know damn well he's not winning no Heisman. Can, dude, dude, can you imagine, though? Can you imagine Charlie Brewer, the 19th year senior, winning the Heisman on school? Burn college Somehow football. only school, too. Burn college football. Listen, let's if, just if, move on. Let, no, no, I'll, I'll, I'll say one last thought. <laughs> if he even makes it to the podium on Heisman night, I will. I just time to time to go to college basketball or something else. I can't do it. Okay, honest question: Does he end up as the leading passer for a school located in the state of Utah this year? The fact we have to think about that. So he's not winning a Heisman. I just wanted to be a smart ass. Uh, Arizona State whomped all sorts of dog shit on uh, Southern Utah. They won 41 to 14. I did not watch a second of this game. Uh, Devin, I'm I'm assuming you did. I did. I did. (laughs) I I can't explain why, but I did. (laughs) It It was one of the 32 or 33 games I watched this weekend. Um, that is too much. I know. Listen, I I I miss football. I needed. I mean, I, needed I did to... too. But like, it's Arizona State and Southern Utah, man. But, priorities. But I'm I'm watching for a FCS sleeper, so I have to watch. I have to watch. You watch so much football, you almost got given the FCS as a as a third 
conference to scout. You're I, I had to say, I had to say, whoa, 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 whoa. That's I that had to step in much. for you because I didn't. I had to step in for you because I didn't trust that you that you would go like, yeah, that, that sounds like a good idea. I'm going to watch every FCS game in existence. I can't do it. De- Devin's sitting down to watch two Division three teams go head to head. That might happen. I should have watched Quinn Miners. <laughs> Stop. Uh, all right, moving on to Friday. Two of us got this game right. The other one is Devin, and we were very disappointed in Devin at the time because he picked against friend of the podcast, Brock Hoffman. It's a good listen. thing Brock clearly did not listen to that episode. Because... I could explain, but I can't really because I should have just picked them to stray out to win because I picked them to cover because I knew they were going to cover. But I, I just knew they were going to cover. I, I had no doubt in my mind. And the game played out exactly like I thought it was. But then, I, I'm not going to lie, I got a little scared at the end because I thought, dang, you, you didn't see Mike. Virginia stalled. Yeah. They, yeah. Second half, they did nothing. Like, nothing. <laughs> that, we saw that across college football. I mean, this one was only a 17-10 to 10 final. We saw that across college football where these games were very low scoring. And Herb Street mentioned it on the Saturday night game where it was like, we saw so much offense last year. And now that there is continuity with a lot of guys coming back on pretty much every power five team that they were able to just build more camaraderie. And I also don't think it's any coincidence that we saw lower scoring games when a lot of these power five you know, uh, teams have bad offensive players. It's I'm sorry. The offensive talent in college football is not as good as it's been the past five or six years. And we saw that. I mean, Sam Howell has been hyped out the wazoo and uh, Nick, your rankings had uh, Howell is what QB four. If in a momento, uh, he, he's my yes. QB. Yeah. I mean, he's he's Nick's QB four. He's my QB three. Uh, Sam Howell came in at 49th on my top 50. So I'm not a fan of this uh, whatsoever. Um, so, you know, it, it just turned out to be a bad, bad time. And Virginia Tech got to him early enough. And Amari Barno was a monster, which you love to see. Um and then Jermaine Waller played really well on lockdown on the boundary. And up front, early in the game, the reason Virginia Tech was moving the ball is very simple. Brock Hoffman and uh, and Lasita Smith, they were opening up a lot of holes for that running game. And it, it, was, it was beautiful, beautiful to watch. Uh, Virginia Tech, they'll definitely be ranked probably in the top 15 next week. Yeah, it was an impressive game offensively and defensively. Uh, you know, like you said, Jermaine Waller had a really good game. Uh, you know, had the interception that that kind of, uh, you know, helped them, you know, stave off North Carolina's late run in the fourth quarter. Uh, Amari Bar- Barno as well. He had an awesome game. Uh, you know, and, and Virginia Tech just did a good, good, uh, you know, a good game plan of kind of running down the clock uh, pretty much in the second half. So, uh yeah, basically, I, you know, it, it, the game played out like I thought it was. I, th- I knew it was going to be like a low-scoring affair. North Carolina was going to struggle offensively. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't really regret the pick necessarily because I, I, I just thought they were going to pull out in the end and they were going to win by like a field goal or something. But got to give props to Virginia Tech. They, they played like the much better team and, and looked much better. It, it was funny seeing all, all, all the different quote-unquote comparisons for uh, Sam Howell on Twitter. Uh, shiny Chase Daniel was probably my favorite. He didn't play well at all. At all. It was, it was an ugly game to watch for him. It's almost like losing every weapon he had last year wasn't going to work out. And all three of us have said that this was going to be crucial for Sam Howell because we wanted to see what he was going to be like without all that star talent. Turns out, he kind of looked average. He didn't really bring up that that offense whatsoever. I mean, I mean, to be fair, <laughs> there wasn't a lot to bring up there. I mean, <laughs> the guys are not creating separation. Offensive line didn't block a soul. So, I mean, he he just had to make do with with what he had, and it wasn't much. Yeah, no, it. Whew. Yeah, that offensive line got dominated. Ab- absolutely, thoroughly dominated. 
Moving on over to the Saturday games, and I wish ESPN's layout was a little bit better so I can go chronologically, but it just lists them by ranking, so it it's going to be all out of order. Blame ESPN, don't blame me. Um, starting with number one, Alabama. At number uh, sorry, uh, in the Chick Fil A kickoff game, it, uh, the Chick Fil A kickoff game is a much better name than the Duke's Mayo Classic. God, these names are so dumb. Um, what? But that's not the point. The point is, why would any Power Five school schedule Alabama in these kickoff games? Bama's now eleven and zero under Saban, and Devin's flashing me the money si- symbol. And yes, that is true. Good grief. Miami got thoroughly shit kicked in this game, 44 to 13. This was at no point competitive. Who enjoyed yeah. this game? So, uh, first of all, I want to give a shout out to our, our guy, Saray. Uh, <laughs> he was down in Atlanta and watched that, that butt kicking. Uh, and but, he's a Cades uh, fan. <laughs> I feel bad for him. I Honestly, can, can we can we just be real for one second? Did anyone in the country really think that Miami was going to win this game? No, truthfully, no, no, no. Like they could have, they could have had Jalen Phillips still on the roster. They could have had Gregory Russo on the roster. They could have had any guy that's been at Miami in the last ten years and the one that mattered. The only, the only like, unless they had the guys from like. The, the 2001, yes, yeah, 2001 yeah. Miami team. Unless that's what Alabama, through, yeah. He was there at the game. So unless he suited up and became the prime Ed Reed, maybe they were lost by two touchdowns. Yeah, no, like this <laughs> Alabama team is those Miami teams of like the late 90s, early 2000s. It's just, okay, so like we now have just another first round pick to take your spot. They absolutely dominated uh, Miami. Uh, Bryce Young broke uh, Alabama records in his debut, so that's always fun to see. Uh, they loved pointing out in not only this game, but in the next game, these, oh, well, like, he's the next guy up, and look, the guys before him are all starting next week. Like, they did this a ton in the Tulane versus Oklahoma game, um, which, I mean, do you guys want to spend any more time talking about Miami getting pantsed on national television in a... In I mean, a uh, we, we, can talk about, uh, we can talk about Evan Neal dominating uh, like we expected him to. Uh, John Mechie uh, dominating. I Brand, mean, every Brand. every, pro- not, every not, Ale- not Neal, Mechie. Uh- <laughs> every Alabama prospect did not have a bad game. Like, oh, Chris not? Allen's out for the year now. Well, and De- Devin, you're forgetting. Jaleel Billingsley didn't play because Nick Saban's a jerk. And then his <laughs> the guy in yeah, front of him is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so like, he may not get that job back. So it's like, come on, like everyone's tied in one, not even, not even playing. Like it's it's insane. Uh, that program Al- is insane. Alabama is too deep for their own good. Uh, but no, Miami has this rich tradition the last fifteen years. If anytime they they have to go on national television to play a big game, they just get thoroughly embarrassed. Uh, Stink it up. <laughs> um. You know what else was a bit surprising? Tulane versus Oklahoma. We we all called that this game was going to get out of hand. And for a second, will, it looked like it was say, going to. I will say I did pick Tulane to cover, and they did cover. So I will Oh, take they did more than cover. Way. They almost won the goddamn thing. They should have won a game. Should have won. By the way, pr- mad props to Tulane's quarterback, Michael Pratt. He took a beating in this game that he did and i'm very intrigued to see like like what he does going forward yeah no he's he's not eligible for this year he's a 2023 eligible player uh yep. but i mean by the way tulane having a wide receiver named fat watts i forgot about that a- until they mentioned it and it became one of my favorite things i was looking for fat watts um isaiah thomas the uh defensive tackle slash edge rusher for uh, Oklahoma. He had a good game. Perry and Winfrey was okay. Didn't really stand out too, too much. Uh, neither did either of the linebackers, Asamoa or um, Deshaun White. Yeah. Or their and, corners. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> oh, their corners aren't even on my, wa- on my radar, Devin. <laughs> yeah. Well, and to be, to be fair, Tulane's linebackers, Nick Anderson and Dorian Williams, who I kind of hyped up a week before the season. Also didn't play very well. I mean, there was yeah. a play where, where where Williams looked absolutely lost in a, a shallow zone shell, and it just ended up being a big 
play like reverse head. It was very depressing for me. We're talking about like, oh, well, like the linebackers for Oklahoma didn't play well, or, or these guys that we hyped up from Tulane didn't play well. You know who didn't play well? Spencer Rattler. Spencer yeah, Rattler did not spotty. play well at all. At very all. Jaden Hazelwood had a great game, though. Um, but man, Rattler, Rattler struggled mightily. Uh, three interceptions? Like, uh, like our like our gay, guy uh, Forno said, he has arm talent arrogance. He will try to fit passes in that have no business even going. The first play they, of the game, we threw a pick. They wanted to compare him to Mahomes so bad. It was like Mahomes, and then it was Zach Wilson. By the way, you know what I didn't miss? There are several things that came back this week that I that I can honestly say I didn't miss. Bad college uh, quarterback comparisons. Those are always annoying. This stupid Applebee's commercial, which played like 712 times during the games I was watching, and those Fanville ads that need to be set on fire and sent down into the sea. All right? Money. Those three things are the worst part of college football. Hey, hey you got to take the good with the bad, unfortunately. Uh. But uh, yeah, for for Rattler, see, man. ESPN Listen. will not let me open up Spencer Rattler's page, so I can't see if it was uh, one interception or, or sorry, two interceptions or three. I thought it was only two. It was two, oh, but it I, was two, yeah. but they were bad interceptions. Uh, yes, Eric they, Gray, they were... nine carries, twenty-seven yards. That was surprising. Kennedy Brooks seemed to get the line share of the carries, which is surprising. And Wanya Morris, the other Tennessee transfer, didn't play. Uh, was not good for the two Tennessee boys. Uh, but yeah, it, uh, it was an interesting game. It was a very interesting game. Thought Tulane was actually, it, it was weird. Tulane jumped out to the lead and then by halftime, Oklahoma was just destroying them. And then they completely fell asleep in the second half and barely woke up in time to avoid losing. Still kind of wish they did. Just and if for- Tulane had, had college football would have burned to the ground. Yeah, and I would have enjoyed that. I cover the Big Twelve, and I wish that. Yeah, like, like you know, two as an as the uh, American scout, the uh, Tulane's one of my teams. Uh, like I said, there's a couple of prospects on that team that I do like. Which, speaking of which, um, I think Corey Dublin is their left tackle, or Joey Claybrook. I watched, well, I watched both of them. Um, I really can't. They didn't perform well, and I really can't say that I'm shocked. Like, I think, I, I think I mean, it's either a big step up in competition. So yeah. But regardless of which, it's it wasn't pretty football from him. Anything else you guys want to say about Oklahoma before we move on to the next game? Nah, I mean, Tulane should have won. That, that's all Tulane should have won. That they they, they really should have. All right, we 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 saw all the jokes with the, one of the games we'll get into later. But uh, you know what? This was a really fun defensive focused game. This was. Uh, Georgia beating Clemson, like all three of us said, uh, would happen. 10-3, to three, the only uh, touchdown in this game coming from the defense. These offenses were straight up bad. Uh, these defenses were really good. Jordan Davis is a monster. N'Kobe Dean uh, decided that there weren't enough players that we could talk about as big linebacker one. Uh, he had two sacks as well. Adam Anderson, brand guy for Nick and I, he got a sack. Uh, Nolan Smith got a sack. Jordan Davis had two. Um, Nicobe Dean had two. I think uh, DJ was sacked seven times in this game. Uh, that Clemson offensive line is awful. You, oh, boy. To be fair, Clemson's offensive line has never been like elite. They have no. been serviceable. But they get masked by these great quarterbacks. So and they get masked by the fact that there's not a lot of talent in the ACC. <laughs> exactly. The ACC might be the weakest power five. It is it, it uh it's either the Big Twelve or, or the ACC. I'll say big no lean Big Twelve, but but they're definitely at the bottom. They're they're two Pac twelve a little Pac twelve somewhere in that in that mix as well. It's like the drop off from the good team to the bad teams. By the way, the leading passer in this game was still DJ uh, Uyanglele at uh, 178 yards. So JT Daniels did even less. He didn't need to do much. The defense was playing so well. You could, <laughs> yeah. you could just stole 
three, four yard check downs <laughs> the whole game and still win the game. Oh, oh, this get. I mean, Brian Brezzi, he's he's good and he's not even draft eligible. Um, he just needs to geez. he needs to opt out. Just go in the twenty twenty three draft and we'll see you again in the NFL. There's no sense in him playing football anymore right now. Andrew he's Booth was good. Andrew Booth was phenomenal. Darian Kendrick played well. Like I said, Nicobe Dean might have thrown his hat in the race for linebacker one. Uh good grief. There if you like defense, this was the game for you. If you're one of those, you can't pay attention unless each team scores 40 points. I'm sorry. This was not the game for you. Yeah, I will say Jordan Davis playing really well is good for the brand. He he every player team. is good for your brand. We made this joke off air. We we can move on. <laughs> uh, next up, not a lot to say about this one. Texas A&M absolutely destroyed Kent State, forty-one to ten. Haynes King, the redshirt freshman. Uh, Quarterback for Texas A&M, almost 300 yards, two touchdowns. Aeneas Smith looks like he's going to be playing mostly wide receiver, eight catches for 100 yards and, and a touchdown. Uh, you know, Isaiah Spiller, not even uh, Texas A&M's leading rusher in this game. That says all it to needs be. to. Didn't need to be. They just well, absolutely I, dominated Kent State. I will say, uh, since I'm the Matt guy, please stop the Dustin Crumb hype. It's over. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's, done. it's been dead it's for a done. while. It should have no, died it, last it officially, year. It officially ended Saturday night because he, <laughs> he could do nothing against them. He was running for his life. He's not going to be an NFL quarterback. I'm sorry. Nope. Speaking of not being an NFL quarterback, we have Iowa State versus Northern Iowa, and Brock Purdy was not good. Um, he, he You know what? He's going to be the Ian Booker this year. I'm, I'm just oh, going to call no. it out. I'm oh, just going to call it out. I'm telling no. you, he's going to be the Ian Booker this year. Watch. I, if, he draft, if he gets it. drafted in the fourth round, I'm quitting. I'm just saying it's going to happen. I, I, no, no, no. I don't want that. If Ian no. Book can go round four, Brock Purdy can go round four. And that's not saying a lot, but I'm just saying yeah. the <sighs> leadership. He has the typical arm motion. He's a game manager type. Devin, he he won games. He's he smart. Lunch He's pale type games. of guy. If you say he has grit, I'm jumping out of my window. He has grit. <laughs> All of that. I, I, you know what I was going to say is that he's the stereotypical big-armed white quarterback, but he's not. He's like six foot, foot and like 200 pounds, and he is neither of those things. But, oh, he, he got he, – he didn't play well. Brees Hall, he, had, he did enough for this team to win. Uh, but I'll tell you – I want a little bit more than 70 yards on 23 carries from Brees Hall. I'm telling you right now, after this year, Power 5 teams are going to stop scheduling top FCS teams. Stop, schedu- stop. stop scheduling South Dakota State and stop scheduling Northern Iowa. Eastern Washington, too. Eastern Washington as well. Yeah, no, no, no. Northern Iowa almost beat Iowa State two years ago, and they learned nothing from it. Well, they already signed that deal, so it it's a two year. It's usually a home and home. I, I'm aware, but I mean, they, they they signed that home and home, and they didn't. I don't know, not play right into you and I's hands. Like, oh, oh this game was frustrating to watch. Yeah, I, I did not watch that game. I don't plan on watching it, to be honest. I mean, Will so. McDonald was good for the brand. Um, Trevor Penning, who some people are high on, played well. Uh, didn't match up against Will McDonald at any point, really. So that took all the fun out of that. Um, yeah, let's get this game the hell out of my face. I already had to watch it. Uh, Cincinnati, they, they, they beat down Miami of Ohio 49 to 14. Uh, who is this and what have they done with the, with the inaccurate Desmond Ritter? Don't what happened to that guy? Don't fall. Don't fall into the trap. Don't do it. I'm not. Believe me. Believe me. I'm not either. Listen, I, I will I will gladly acknowledge a good performance when I see it, but I'm not getting baited into all the all the dozen Ritter top fifty talk. Like you're not gonna get me to do that. I'm Uh-oh. still standing firm by my my position from the summer that he is not an accurate quarterback despite having some good athletic traits and a nice arm. He didn't really have to make I, I since I watched back the game, he didn't really have to make any tight window and no. under the rest throws. Like no. 
he is so athletic, athletically superior to most of the players on Miami, Ohio, that it, it literally was he, – he was just launching the ball. Now, I do want to say uh, uh, another brand guy made a play, Sterling Weatherford, uh, the, the linebacker slash safety for uh, Miami, Ohio. He made an interception on Ritter uh, down near the red zone. So I, it's, a big, it's a big play. Yeah, I mean, there was not really a whole lot to say about this game. It was Cincinnati dominating Miami of Ohio, which we kind of all saw coming. Um, do you want to just move on? <laughs> sure. We we got to see the actual QB1 in this class play in this next game, and that is Fresno State's Jake Hayner. Uh, he seemed to be the best quarterback that was playing on Saturday. <laughs> Goodbye, dude. <laughs> Might be menaced. Uh, oh, oh! Some people just want to see the world burn. I am one. Listen, of those I, I can't wait for someone to clip that, clip this. Uh, I.e., me, and uh, <laughs> said that Mike has a new QB one. So, <laughs> uh, but no, Fresno State almost pulled the upset over Oregon. Devin, you called it being close. Uh, kudos to you. I, I told you. Listen, Fresno State's a good team. I mean, uh, he was they, so excited, they, he almost knocked his microphone off his table. There, that is true. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, listen, Fresno State is a good team. They get they got some dudes, man. Uh, uh, the yeah, receiving they do. core is really good. They have a really good receiving core. Like, I would not be surprised if all of them end up on on the NFL roster in some capacity. Uh, obviously, Jalen Cropper is the guy that I identify the most with in that receiving room. He had a touchdown uh, right down the seam. Uh, Hayner played his butt off. He made some really really good throws. Like, he might be an intriguing guy for next year. You know, yeah. not, not not first round, not second round, but like D3 guy, you want someone that's just playing out fun, he could be that guy. The big takeaway from this game, obviously, is that Kayvon Thibodeau went down with an injury. I don't know if there's been an update on his status yet, um, but it seems like it was a high ankle sprain. He might be able to go next week, if not the week after that. Um, well, but play Ohio it was, State, so hopefully he's yeah, the, Hopefully he's playing this week. Because they're going to yeah. need him against Ohio State. Uh, but no, I mean, Oregon, I mean, we all thought Anthony Brown should have played over Tyler Shuck last year. And Anthony Brown did not play well at all in this game. Uh, nah, CJ Verdell, I, 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 I feel like he's too. been... Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, yeah, he didn't play well uh, at all. Like, he showed mobility and he can run, but his accuracy was way off. Yeah, I mean, it, it. these ranked teams got off to a very tough start this week, and it didn't matter who they faced. The, it got worse from there um, throughout the weekend. Uh, however, I am so glad I decided to watch Oklahoma Tulane live rather than this other one live, which I had recording, and then decided to just not watch out of principle because Penn State and Wisconsin played a football game that can best be described as a football game that took place. Um the hell was this game? First of all, Graham Mertz, not good. Not good at all. Uh, Sean Clifford, still not good. Why is he we still playing? Jahan Dotson was the <laughs> Jahan Dotson was the best player on the field. I stopped the ride. I want to get off. Well, maybe second best player, Mike, because you're forgetting that uh, a certain transfer from Temple. Oh, Arnold yes. E Arnold, Arnold Ebikita, I believe I'm pronouncing that. Right. I wasn't even close to saying it right then on Thursday because I thought it was as a week A. And there's yeah, no guy, Z in his last name. That guy had a hell of a game, and I'm I'm he quickly went on my watch list. I mean, I watched him back a little bit this weekend after after Saturday, and uh, I, I think he has some potential. I think he does. Like three, well, three things you can bet on. Three things you can bet on: death taxes and a Penn State edge being freakish, freakishly athletic. Oh, don't forget that's the fourth valid. thing, and that's Penn State's quarterbacks being ass. We don't care about them. <laughs> now that we don't have to cover that conference, it feels so good to well, say that. Well, and I'll say this too: for uh, for personal reasons, Penn State isn't a college for me, so I can't go into much detail more than that because I don't know who listens to this podcast, but uh. Alrighty. Yeah. Uh, all right. All right. I will, say, I will say, I think I was the only one that picked Penn State, so I will take that up. Yes, we we 
Nick and I picked uh, Wisconsin because Sean Clifford was still playing, but then we realized that Graham Mertz is also bad. And I saw a lot of people jumping to his defense saying that, you know, oh, well, you know, you know, they wanted him to start over Jack Cohn. And now that he had a bad game, six games into his career, it's like, no, no, no. He was unplayable bad. Um, He hasn't been good since that game against Illinois at all. Just Illinois, man. It was Illinois now. last year. Like Illinois played <laughs> better this now. year. Come on now, it's Illinois. Ooh. Come on, Let, let's be real here. All right, Wisconsin. He didn't play fan. well. He didn't play well against Northwestern. That should have told us everything we knew. But people still wanted to hold out hype since he was a five star. But you got to let them stars go in college. Got to mm-hmm. let them go. It's okay. We still can't get people to let go of the recruiting stars for the NFL draft. Disgusting. Anyway. It is disgusting. Just like this game was 16 to 10, uh, Penn State, by the way. Neither of these teams deserve to win. Neither of these teams deserve to be ranked after this game. So it was offensive to all five senses. Defense, though. Uh, no. no. I no, won't say is... Penn State's deep. Listen, Penn State's defense has a chance to be a top 10 defense for real. They always have a chance to be a top 10 defense. By the way, this was the first win in James Franklin's coaching career against a top 15 ranked team. Nah, I don't think that's accurate. No, 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 no. That's that graphic showed up. Nah, oh. they beat they beat Ohio State a couple years ago, sixteen. No. Or no, it was no, it was a road win. Yeah, yeah, against yeah. the top fifteen. Well, that makes nah, that they, makes more they sense. Beat, I think mm-hmm. they beat they Iowa were, a couple years ago. Those were home games. No, 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 no. They beat Iowa on the road in twenty nineteen. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they were ranked top fifteen. They might that's, have been ranked like top twenty. Yeah, no, no, no. It's top fifty. It was top fifteen ranked. Um, so we were aggressively harassed on Twitter for not including a, a, a man that threw ninety three passes in his college career, uh, career in any of our top ten quarterbacks, and he was not the best quarterback on his team this week, and that would be Florida's Emory Jones. Anthony Richardson looks like the better prospect, or sorry, looks like the better option for this team to win going forward. Neither of them know how to throw a football. So, um, Florida one. I'm, I'm going to stay far away from the Emory Jones talk. I will not talk, discuss him until six weeks into the season. I will not discuss him. Hey, he I showed that he wasn't, he showed he was, in fact, QB. He, A QB? Yes. QB one? No. <laughs> I hope you're listening, boss man. I, I'm not partaking. I'm not partaking in this at all. Oh, I am. I'm so gonna stoke the fire. This is gonna be my new Mississippi State. Apparently, apparently it's Florida. Uh, by the way, it angers me that that Mississippi State uh, won that game late because I I wanted the karma to continue into this year, even though I I like one of their prospects. Uh, but yeah, Florida won 35-14. Nikosi Perry, who I forgot, even though Nick told me he was still in college, I forgot was still in college until I read that and I watched this game. I watched this game and I forgot Nikosi Perry was quarterback. I'm not like I said, I won't watch Florida until they play somebody good. I'm I won't. Sorry. I, uh, I, I know I know there's a bunch of Florida guys in on our chat. I'm sorry. It, it was it was too much. <laughs> it was too much Saturday night. It was too much Florida, man. Too much. I'm an LSU fan, so I, it was just too much. Hey, speaking of speaking of rivalries, there's way too much USC at all times because USC beat San Jose State 30 to 7. I was rooting for San Jose State to pull an upset in this one. That would have been amazing. Just to piss off all of that 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 incredibly arrogant without having a single reason to be arrogant in the last decade program. I am so mad at Nick Starkle. <laughs> I should have saw I should have saw it. I should have saw it coming. I should have known he was going to blow the game, and it's exactly what he did. They got destroyed, which was interesting. I thought this one was going to be a I, close one. Listen, it was at, it's closer than the score looks. They they were there. They were right there in the second half, but they just could not get anything going offensively. So don't let the score fool you. They did get beat by 23, but the game, they were, they were neck and neck for them for probably about two and a half quarters before USC finally pulled away. Uh, well, USC, they'll have to face a real team at some point. And that's not a slight on San Jose State. I mean, like, we, we see them beat group of five schools every yeah. year. And then they usually fall apart at some point during conference play, and they'll lose one to, like, Colorado or Utah or 
I can't wait for them to lose to Washington State. Yes, sir. Jared Garitano. Oh, my God. If Jared Garitano beats USC, I will be unbearable online. Can't wait for the day. (laughs) Uh, Devin, do you want to talk about this next game that's listed? It's LSU versus UCLA. No, I don't want to talk about it at all. Oh, you mean LSU where they lost to UCLA? Yeah, that's cool, ain't it? Listen. All three of us picked LSU in this one, so uh, that, this was disappointing. What? Okay, I didn't watch this game closely, uh, but the two talking points I I saw in this game were Zach Charbonnet, uh, Charbonnet is a beast, and apparently Derek St- apparently Derek Stingley is the worst prospect in the history of of college football because of he missed one, one tackle. Yeah, he missed one tackle, and all of a sudden he's not a good prospect. Anymore. Oh, reactionary Twitter is the worst. No, but seriously, UCLA is a legit team. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I hate it. I hate it on multiple fronts, Devin. I hate it as an Eagles fan. I hate it as a Cal fan. Chip Kelly has the most punchable face in all of college football. Chip Kelly uh, is back. Uh, he is back. You say that now. Will you still say that in week 10 when they have four losses? Because it's 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 what this program does. Listen. Four losses is better than what they've been putting out. So eight and four is a win for this team. I said in I said in, in week ten. I didn't say at the end of the year. <laughs> they I don't think they'll lose more than five games this year. I don't think so either. This team's good. This team's good. I mean, listen, their 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 pass game is atrocious, but as long as they have Charbonnet running the ball, they're gonna be fine. And that defense and that defense is pretty good. They got some dudes there. Uh Quinn Lake, the safety. Uh, Quantrez Knight. The nickel what a corner. name! He's what he a is, Quantrez Knight. Yeah, he he's good, like good. But uh, obviously, Sean Ryan offensive line. <clears throat> the offensive line, both the offense and defensive lines for UCLA dominated that game after the first quarter. They were mm-hmm. absolutely moving. LSU's four and five star defensive lineman. It, it was impressive to watch as a fan, as a, like as a college football fan. <laughs> Not LSU fan. It, it was rough. I knew we were going to have some growing pains. I didn't think they were going to be as bad as they were last year, but somehow they did. They showed up again. But <clears throat> I can't really complain. Keishon Boutte is insane, and he's going to be a top five receiver next year. Uh, I, I, I'll go on record saying that now. He's going to be the next LSU receiver that goes first round potentially. But everybody else, Derek Stingley played. he played well. I, I don't want I don't want people to fool you with one missed tackle. He did miss it, didn't look good, but he made some plays in that game still. I, um, I, I read an article from someone that clearly did not watch this game because it it was talking about the long lineage of lazy uh LSU defensive backs and how Derek Stingley is the next man up and how next year we could look forward to Eli Ricks doing the same thing. It's like Tell me you watched four plays from this game without telling me you watched four plays from this game. Twitter watching. Exactly. Embarrassing. I won't mention where I saw it, but you guys know. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say it. <laughs> Next up, we had a game where we were all kind of laughed off the fact that, you know, okay, I... I was favored. I was ranked. Like, why are either of these things true? So Indiana, their one year of relevance was fun. They fell uh, off hard. Hard. Like face first. <laughs> Plummet. It it was bad. 34 to 6. Mike Penix. Pick six twice by the same guy. Intercepted. Four times? Three times. Um, could have had a fourth. Um, God, Stephen Carr couldn't run the ball. Iowa was, really was able to win this game without having to move the ball at all. Ugh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it so much. The crazy thing is they have so many guys coming back. So you're thinking, okay, they're going to reload and maybe make right? a run. In the Big Ten East, but they boy, just that, rolled that. over early. It was like fourteen nothing within five minutes or something like that. Yeah, it, it, was it, bad. It, it it was a rough game for the Hoosiers. Hopefully, they get it. 
together. Their schedule does not get any easier, though. They have a tough schedule. It's not quite Purdue levels of tough, but it's tough. Um, Jeez. Okay, so Iowa looks like, at very least, they have one of the best defenses in the country. Their offense won't be able to move the ball on, on, on an old folks home. However, you know, you don't need to in the Big Ten. We just saw Penn State win despite not having an offense whatsoever. So, you know what? Big Ten football, back to being terrible offense. But as long as you have a good defense, you're fine. You forget, my that, that one's championships. This year it might, because as I said, offense is across the country. Terrible. Uh, can't wait for a 13-7 to 7, uh, national championship. Here we come. Speaking of, thir- part, speaking of thirteen two. to seven, speaking of thirteen to seven, speaking of terrible offenses, speaking of, of falling flat on your face, Ben Glassmeyer, you might just want to, you know, fast forward the next like three to four minutes. What the fuck happened with the University of Washington? We're talking about this for three to four minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, let's just let's just spend ten seconds and move on to the next game. So our 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 blue chips own Ben Glassmeyer spent a good several hours having a meltdown on Twitter, including asking who who Washington should hire as a head coach because apparently one game into this season is enough for him to say, you know what, Jimmy Lake, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go, go be a defensive coordinator somewhere else. Uh, um, it hasn't worked as as a head coach, and he's only I think this is only game five or Jimmy Lake as head coach. Like they only played four games last year. Yeah. Yeah. It, listen, it, it was bad. But like I said, stop scheduling top FCS teams. Montana. It's Montana though. They're not a top team. They're they're up there. They're they're pretty good. I think this just shows that Dylan Moore sucks. He got picked three times. Oh, well, well, yeah, but Mike. <laughs> it's Montana. They got embarrassed. They got thoroughly yeah. embarrassed. They got pantsed. Well, well, the thing is, they lost at home. That that's, is a that's the embarrassing part. They lost a as different. a 20th ranked team in the country. They scored their only points in the first quarter at home with one of the best home field advantages in the country. And they lost to well, to be fair, To be fair, should they have even been ranked at 20 for being honest? No. Because... No. Defensively, they, sure, but offensively? Mm-mm. Nope. I, I wouldn't have had it in the top 25, but that's just me. Can we it talk about be, it won't be anymore, but no, no, no. I don't I think that this loss eliminates them from being qualified for a ranking at any point this season. Uh this was bad. This is very bad. This is the worst top twenty-five performance out of any of them because at least at least Indiana lost to another ranked team. Yeah. Uh, all right. This is one that I had uh, my eyes on uh, for Saturday afternoon. Thought it was going to get a little bit out of hand, and it did to an extent. Uh, Texas, they, uh, Devin, this is where you lost for the week, man. You picked Louisiana Lafayette to, to upset. Didn't quite happen. And a large part of that is because Levi Lewis played like crap in the first half. He was 7 of 13 in the first half. Ended up uh, only having 12 incompletions on the game. Ended up... Um, going 28 of 40. So he definitely picked it up in the second half. Uh, I think he realized that because he played so poorly in the first half, he needed to pick it up uh, going forward, but it was too little too late. Um, Bijan Robinson. I hope everything's good with him. I think it was more precautionary that he got taken out, but he had 170 yards total. Jordan Winningham, uh, the outside wide receiver, seven catches for 113. He had a great game. DeMarvin Overshone had 13 tackles in this game. Deshaun Jameson had a good game at corner. Um, man, this is, a good, this is just a good game all, all, all across. Um, kudos yeah, to, t- to Louisiana Lafayette. They they didn't go down. like They went down swinging. This could have gotten ugly. They, they, they kept it close. They only lost by 20. It could have been a lot worse. They couldn't move the ball in the first half. Yeah, I mean... I, I'm like I said, I don't regret picking teams like you have to be somewhere different to pull ahead, you know, and, and I just swung and missed. I mean, it happens, but it happens. It will happen several more times with, with all three of us this year. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Billy Napier, man, he's 
we say this every year, but I, I really think he's in line. He for turned a down. Five. He turned down Auburn. Like he wants to build this program. Yeah, he might stay. He might be one of those guys that just stays and, and just continues to build. But at some point, he's gonna get pulled away. I think at some point. Oh yeah. All right, and then the last ranked game. This one happened last night. We're recording this on Monday. Um, Notre Dame needed overtime to beat Florida State. I told you guys this was going to be a close game, and I spent most of yesterday panicking, thinking I picked Florida State, but I didn't. I picked it to be close. Uh, good for Mackenzie Milton to get back on the field. Uh, why he didn't start, I don't know. Athleticism with Jordan Travis. That's really it. But Jordan Travis isn't good. Jordan Travis isn't good. Stop picking. You know how coach. You know how coaches are. They try to turn guys that are very raw and and not very refined and try to make them something. So that's what they try to do with Travis. But listen, when was the last time Florida State had a half decent offensive line, like at all? They they it's it's been like a decade since they had James Winston era, maybe. Yeah, and that that was 2015, 2014. And even then, they did, I don't think they had a draftable offensive line. Right? Yeah, draftable offensive line. It has oh. been forever. How, how are you smack dab in the middle of one of the best states in the country for recruiting, and you can't get a single guy that knows how to block? And our, our guy, Clay Smarlock, mentioned this in, in, in our group chat that, like, University of Florida takes these behemoths of human beings that can block and then gets them to slim down while they're there. Whereas Florida State gets all of these undersized guys and then tries to, that are like plus athletes, and then tells them to put on 30 pounds, hoping to God that they still know how to, you know, how to move. Well, hopefully under Norvell, they they change some of the that thinking because that's very old school thinking. You you can't do that anymore. You gotta uh, let dudes play at their weight, man, or or it's, get them get them on some good type of program. But it's infuriating. Yeah, I mean, it's been like a decade since anyone at the school's been able to block. Yeah, Florida State. I think they they eke out five or six wins this year. Hey, hey and that's been, that that'll be an improvement. Yeah. Program sucks. That that wasn't the big takeaway from this game. That was Brian Kelly deciding he needed to speak after the game. Um, yes, I understand. He's quoting Tampa, uh, old Tampa Bay uh, Buccaneers head coach John McKay. There's too many problems with with this. Uh, I, I see that. Oh well, like you know, he was making a joke like John McKay did. Well, one John McKay died in 2001. So how many people are going to get that reference? All right, that quote was from the 70s. And two, the quote, the joke that he was quoting, the, for, for those who don't know, back in like the expansion era bucks, John McKay was asked about, you know, in a post game, what did you think about the execution of your players today? And he went, I'm all for it. it was a joke. He was very good with one liners. Brian Kelly just introduced that question to himself and then answered it in the most awkward post game because he went oh i'm all for execution and i think some of our players maybe maybe our whole team needs to be executed waka waka which one awkward two even more awkward because brian kelly that was him uh, uh it's just gross just google brian kelly settlement and you'll you'll, you'll see it it's it's just gross the whole thing was gross it was bad it was gross but I don't know if you guys know this, but according to some at ESPN, Kyle Hamilton played his way into the first round last night. Wow. Uh, that's breaking news right there. I, I know. I thought, I thought he was a day three guy, to be honest. Hey, hey, according to other people that I saw on Twitter, some people had no idea who Kyle Hamilton was until this morning. Listen, I, I said this. I said this earlier on Twitter Spaces. There is no such thing as a casual fan anymore. Everyone knows who this man is. <laughs> like, like, come on now. It, it's let's not let's not get silly here. He's obviously a top five player, top three, top two. Some people even top one. He's he's a top five. He's going to be a top five pick. I, there's really no discussion. All of us have him enforcing that. All of us have him. All of us have him in our top four, if I remember correctly. I have yeah. him second. Nick, you have him fourth, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I have him third. And yeah, see? 
And Dante Colinelli has him first. So I don't blame anyone for having him one because he the things he does on the football field is unreal. I mean, dude had both of his interceptions were unreal because he was closing from ridiculous angles. At six four and two twenty five. He's bigger than, than Jeremiah Usukoromo was. And better. And better. He's just he he's good. He's good. Um is there anything else you guys want you know wanna talk about before we get on of here? I do want to make sure we get all of our plugs in because we have a lot to plug before we get out of here, which is gonna take like another five minutes. <laughs> Thank you. I'll four. take <laughs> I mean, so, and our and Devin and I did a little uh, what's it called? Like Twitter. It's I don't want to call them fleets, but it's like a little like spaces thing. We, spaces, Twitter spaces this morning with uh, Ian Cummings of Pro Football Network and a couple other guys. And uh, I basically spent like a good like minute and a half talking about a player that Devin from my conference that Devin told me about is uh, Kalia Davis. He's a defensive tackle. He play, I think he's basically in their nose tackle. He's like six two, three ten. Um, opted out of 2020 because of COVID, and they were really excited to get him back this year. And I was watching UCF versus Boise State this morning, and by God, I could see why they were happy. I mean, the, the guy was, as Devin described it, bench pressing guards. There's a, I think I said this to Ian, and there's a couple of places I tweeted of him basically just coming off the line of scrimmage, getting a very nice initial uh, pop, and is driving the guard like three or four yards in the backfield and then made a tackle for a loss. I mean, the guy's insane. Granted, I don't want to overreact too much because it's week one and he could very well like not play as well next week because you know, I'll set my expectations so high, but like he's a name to keep an eye on. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't really anyone in the Sun Belt that that, that raised expectations. Uh, Jalen Petrie at Baylor had a phenomenal game against Texas State. Um, I mean, came in on an interception made some really good tackles. That's a brand guy for both Devin and I. Um, and and Terrell Bernard, who is a brand guy at Blue Chip in general, my linebacker too in this class, uh, more range than your cell phone provider. Um, goodness gracious, he's he's everywhere. Um, so a great game from him. That was a fun game, Texas State and, and, and Baylor, and I knew it was going to be. Um, other than that, not a whole lot for me. Devin, anyone just in your conference that we didn't already talk about? Yeah, uh, Mountain West-wise, uh, stumbled across the street from Boise State, J.L. Skinner, uh, 6'4", 220. He has the same build as Kyle Hamilton, and that that was crazy. He's 6'4", 220 at safety. Uh, he's a true junior, so I don't know if he actually declares this year, but he had 13 tackles. Uh, do like Isaiah, Bow- uh, Isaiah Bowser had a really good game, but there were a couple plays – that uh, Skinner made in the open field on him. You know, there was a one play like on the zone. He came down from safety position, uh, stuck him in the backfield for a two-yard gain. Uh, then it was like a little toss to Bowser as well, and he got out, defeated the block, and beat him to to the to the edge. And he absolutely brought Dylan Gabriel at the end of the game on a two-point conversion. Like he, uh, Gabriel was uh, trying to scramble, and then he came from like the middle of the field and just whacked. Gabriel out of bounds. He almost knocked him out of the game. Uh, so he's definitely someone to keep eye on for the Mountain and in the MAC. Um, trying to think. I don't think there's anyone new. Uh, I've been on high on Bernard Raymond, the left tackle of Central Michigan. Uh, he went up against Missouri and had a really, really good game. Uh, you know, pancakes and dudes look really good in, in uh, you know, uh, pass protection. There was one play he did get beat. He got walked back into the quarterback, but uh, other than that, uh, he looked really, really good, um, and and showed, you know, some some real uh, some real traits that he, he could be a possibly a, a fourth or fifth round pick come April. Yeah, absolutely. So, like, no shortage of of, of players for us to watch uh, in terms of content. Nick, he's got his top fifty that came out. Uh, he also put out his American Athletic. Review or was it the conference USA on Monday? Yes, both. Oh, well, my my top one hundred came out like I think last week. No, 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 no. Which which conference did you review? That's that. Oh, uh, the American. The American. Devin has his Mountain West coming out. I have um, 
you're listening to this on Tuesday. On Wednesday, I have the Sun Belt. On Friday, I have uh, a Big 12 article. I haven't quite figured out how I'm going to tackle that. Um, but I also have content every single day this week dropping on bluechipscouting.com. Monday, today, as we're recording this, I had the NFC preview. I have the AFC preview as you're listening to this probably Tuesday night. Wednesday, uh, I have the Sun Belt. Thursday, I have the NFL uh, weekly predictions. They are back. And then Friday, the Big 12. So tons of content. Uh, Devin's got two articles coming out this week as well. Uh, so make sure to keep it locked on uh, bluechipscouting.com. But until next time, guys, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Mike H underscore draft. You can find Nick on Twitter at price check three. You can find Devin on Twitter at real D underscore Jackson. Follow the show on Twitter at uh, big shots pod. Follow blue chip scouting on Twitter at blue chip scout. And until next time, guys, y'all have yourself a safe and wonderful day.